I'm an artist based out of Mumbai, primarily working with the mediums of painting and drawing. In terms of my formal education, I completed my foundation at University Arts London in 2016 and my BFA at the Slade School of Fine Art in 2020. My move to London during my formative years as an artist actually proved to be a defining factor in the way my practice has developed over the years. The education system there is discussion led with a very free environment to take your work in whatever direction you please. This of course was very different to studying art in India. Even though my high school teacher always pushed us to experiment, I feel that the curriculum there couldn't really break out of the colonial structure of skill drawings, still life and landscapes. My foundation on graduating years in London restructured this mindset. to make us create and look at art in a different light the idea there was to approach art making in a more critical political and personal manner where ideas and awareness trump vanity and aesthetics however it's equally important to mention that i have an incredibly supportive mother who is an artist herself she has encouraged me to draw and has drawn with me for as long as i can remember Even my sister-in-law is a sculptor who has been a mentor to me for about seven years now. So I've always had incredibly talented women in my life who've contributed to my artistic education as much as any other art institute. Also, when I think about my trajectory as an artist, there is a common thread of my interest in the female body. Even in foundation, I was exploring these themes. but from a slightly distanced point of view i would say with a focus on formal elements like movement shape and color uh, for example i would take prints of images by edward mybridge and cut out the women in them to collage them into a new context and create these sort of dreamscapes in the following year i completely abandoned figuration in favor of creating panels of abstraction They explored meanings of domesticity, home, and belonging, something I had been forced to confront during my move to London. A sharp turning point in my practice came in 2018, when I took a year out from my degree to work outside of the UK. In London, thanks to the kind of critical discussions we had at Slade, I had the privilege to develop an inward-looking lens. We were almost forced to dig deeper when it came to any decisions we took. I was made to think about my body and its occupation as a woman. So to further these ideas, I decided to take a year out where I wouldn't work in the comfort zone of my studio. And in that one year, I mostly just worked in my sketchbook or on paper. And drawing became a significant part of my practice then. I also did a couple of residencies that year that became the stepping stone for the themes I work with now. Moreover, negotiations between line on paper and line on canvas became a central concern in my work and led me to reorient my approach to painting. I started making figures again, and since drawing itself is such an intimate and urgent process, my images became more personal and autobiographical. 
my engagement with female embodiment and agency became stronger. I started to address questions of otherness associated with the female experience by using a theatrical visual language. And this is why what I make can, at times, look staged and part of a setup. The settings and characters in my narratives have also been more evocative of the Indian landscape since my year out. For example, the way I paint the crows, the street dogs, or hints of the urbanscape here. There's also so much history to the act of painting that I can't help but notice and confront parts of it in my work. For instance, by subverting the patriarchal tropes of the romanticized muse or the fatigued woman, I anchor my images in the female gaze. Painting allows me to desexualize the body while also acknowledging its vulnerability. Some of the figures I paint even seem to have a deep resemblance to myself and my face, but I see this resemblance as that of an emotionality rather than a physicality. These points can be seen in the way my figures are usually positioned. They are moments of intimacy, desire, idleness, and solitude. It's because I draw most of my imagery from autobiographical events, often followed by a mythologizing of the image, where the painting becomes a glimpse of what might be a larger story. Now, within the context of the painting surface, the question of narratives and storytelling continues to be a point of interest for me. Historically speaking, artists, particularly in South Asia, have chosen non-linearity over single frames, challenging conventional perspectives in a two-dimensional space. Bhupen Khakkar comes to mind, who has been a continuous inspiration because of his brilliant compositions in this regard. He is known for the depiction of urban Indian life from the perspective of an openly queer artist in the 1960s, something quite rare for that time. In a similar context, the artists of Kaliguat and the Mughal miniaturists working in the 19th century are also my research interest. Tejal Shah, a performance artist, and their use of imagery has informed my work to a large extent too, especially in the way they bring forth the queerness of nature and their portrayal of gender. These influences ended up underlining the paintings of my solo show in London. Most of these paintings were made post-lockdown, and this body of work was, in a way, a culmination of my time in London. But they also marked a certainty in why I paint what I paint. It was quite amazing to get that show right out of university and to see my work outside the walls of my studio at Slate. So um, coming back to my year out, it was quite significant for another reason as well. It shaped my understanding of the role of an artist. Even though I'd always been wary of limiting myself to the studio and wanted to pursue other definitions of art making, I never seemed to find the right time. But the year out allowed me to take that plunge, I would say. I ended up working at various creative avenues, including the curatorial department of the Museum of Modern Art in New York and the Kochi Miseris Biennale as an art mediator. The art mediation program in particular, where we facilitated audience engagement with the Biennale's artwork, really piqued my interest in accessibility within the arts. It was truly amazing to see the multiple ways in which different people interacted with the installations there. 
even working at MoMA was a wonderful insight in what the curatorial backend looks like. Since finishing my degree, I've been actively participating in group shows, but my focus is not limited to that. I often find myself questioning the hierarchies within the global art system and who the art market tends to serve. That I myself am a part of the system makes this introspection harder, but it serves as a vital reality check. To that effect, I've been working on Badalghar, a studio that I set up with my friend Aditi. At Badalghar, apart from expanding our individual creative practice, we conduct experimental drawing workshops. The idea is to open up definitions of mark making and take it off the pedestal it has been put on. We're also currently working towards a living room exhibition, which will act as a sort of antithesis to the gallery exhibitions and will pursue a more inclusive approach to seeing art. So not just passively, but actively engaging with art through conversation and critical discussions. I also want to keep working towards a community-led space that invites other artists and creatives to generate a dialogue and open up the otherwise exclusive avenues of spectatorship within the arts. This could potentially include educational programming, artist-led workshops, and alternative curatorial projects. That brings us to the end of this podcast. And this is Shelly Mehta signing off. Hey, this is Shelly Mehta and you're listening to MASH Podcast. Podcast.